Top Agents Playbook is for you, the modern real estate professional looking for new and proven ways to grow your brand and dominate your market. I'm Ray Wood and each week we take a behind the scenes look at the very best marketing tactics and strategies required to get you and your message in front of a lot more sellers. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now, let's get started. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'd like to welcome my guest today, Howard Drukash. Howard is co-founder at Right at Home Realty. And if you're not familiar with Right at Home Realty, if you've been under a rock or if you're not here in Canada, Right at Home is Canada's largest independent real estate brokerage with close to 6,000 members. Howard is a is a co-founding uh, member of the group. And if you want to reach out to Howard and find out a little bit more, and I will include this in the show notes, but Howard's email is howard at rightathomerealty.com. And you can check out Howard's podcast, which is Real Estate with Howard Drukash. So I'm spelling Drukash, D-R-U-K-A-R-S-H. G'day, Howard. How are you? Good afternoon. My name sounds so much better with an Aussie accent. I'm, I mean, I, I'm going to try to work on that one, Ray. It sounds smarter. <laughs> you do have a you, you do stand out a little bit when you don't when you don't speak Canadian in uh, here in Canada. But I make I, actually, I can actually speak three languages. I'm trilingual. I can speak uh, English, Australian, and Canadian. Wow, eh? and they're also different. So, yeah, I know. I know. Um, how you doing? What's going on? Well, first, let me say. Um, a pleasure to meet you at Rheology. Yes, uh, at, not Rheology because that's a that's a plug for a different company. Okay, Reality Plus. Yes, um, the Aria in Toronto. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, that's how we met, and it was yes. uh, one of those networking things where somebody uh, there was an intermediary that said you should meet Ray Wood, Danny right? Wood. No relation, but, right, but Danny our, Wood, our mutual right. friend Dan. He said, yeah. "Come on, you got to you got to meet somebody." I was standing there and it was an absolute pleasure to meet you. And after speaking, speaking with you for about 40 seconds, I thought, boy, I've got to get Howard on the show. And those are probably the best 40 seconds of the day for me. So I think on on a good moment. Awesome. So, um, so the thing about you and I, two things, number one, we both do podcasts. So as I said, we did a little chat before at some point, I'm probably going to slip into being the host, but for now I'll be the guest. Okay. Um, and it's a pleasure to be with you. You know, you're you're one of the real estate people, uh, and uh, you know it's flattery, but it's honest. You you really have uh, created a real business to help agents, and th- there are so many people that have come along and gone. Where it's it's good for the um, provider, not necessarily good for the agent. And and uh, and I think that's why for me that's why I wanted to talk to you because it, it 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 makes it easy for me when I believe the credibility. In, in this case, you're the host, but when I believe the credibility of my guest, I like it too. So, um, and again, Thank you. Thank you have you. already taken over as host, right? Do you, do you- <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to talk to you because um, you have vast experience in leading a group. And I think we're at a time in history a little bit with what's going on in the market. And we've come through this kind of weird period of the pandemic and now we've got hyperinflation and it's uh, we're heading into the unknown in a little bit um, while we're all staying confident and positive about it. Um, but these are different times and I'm interested in your views because I think people people become part of best agents or right at home realty or whatever it might be because they're looking for something. They're probably looking for, I would imagine they're looking for fresh ideas. They're looking for direction. 
they're essentially looking for, I think, how they can have more fun, more profit, and probably take more time off. Uh, we work very, very hard in, in real estate. So I'm interested in your just your ideas around the current market and and how you think agents can be kind of capitalising on, on these changes. I, th- I think there's opportunities, especially when a market changes, there's some great opportunities at the moment. And a lot of agents, as we discussed before I press record, have never really had to experience these times because uh, listings have been falling out of trees for the last, I don't know, 20 years. It's a, it's a different market. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you've touched on what everybody in, in the business is thinking about is, number one, how do I succeed in a market I've never seen? Number two, how long will it go on? So let's talk about number one. Um, I started in the 80s. So I've seen, you know, really bad markets. 89 to 92 was a really tough one. Um, 208, 209 was kind of a blip, but it came back pretty quick. Uh, To your point, and I know you're astute on these things, uh, interest rates, inflation, it's it's really put the brakes on uh, the business that was moving along just like endlessly. Yep. And, and for me, when I was an agent, uh, the most difficult part, and this is where people need, need really good coaching, is going back to a seller where you have this listing and it hasn't been selling in, you know, we're, we're now in December of uh, 2022. And the seller's thinking about prices that were back in July of yep. 2022. Yep. And so, you know, the term uh, price reduction is, is, is the worst thing an agent has to deal with because you you have to uh, convince a seller that these are the realities you're dealing with now, and the agent has to know how to handle it. They have to know language to use. Uh, so so that part of the business is is a new part for anybody who's relatively new, as you said. Yep. Anybody who's been around like I have has been through it before. But that's just that's kind of number one. That's like how do you how do you deal with the business now? But what, what the good agents have always done is they've never stopped prospecting. Yep. And that I think is, is the story of success is, you know, you're dealing with your daily business all the time, but you've got to keep prospecting for, for when things turn slower. Yep. Um, and, you know, you provide tools for that. And, and I think that's an important thing. I mean, people could try to develop them themselves, but why bother? Like, why not just, why not just go where tools have been proven to be helpful. And, to, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, every agent is an independent contractor. Every agent has to run their business in a profitable way. They have to spend money where it's going to have a good return. Um, and, you know, the, again, the reason I wanted to talk to you is to have a lot of respect for, for what you've done with best agents. And I thought if you and I talk to agents today, you know, maybe we can help some of them make decisions that will help them weather which is obviously a pretty significant storm uh, yeah. in the business right now. Yeah, yeah. To your second point, you you uh, you gave us a clue there, but you you talked about how long you think this uh, this downturn uh, might be with us for. You know, I'm like everybody else. I, I read, you know, I read expert opinions and uh, newspaper opinions, and I I just don't get the feeling this is the blip. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I hope I'm wrong. Obviously, everybody hopes this this will change. Clearly, the interest rate increases. And you know this too, it's interesting, right? In the past, when interest rates would go up a little bit, people would lock in because they wanted to get, you know, they want to get that mortgage before it went up again and again. Yep. That's not happening now. People oh. are backed away. 
from decision making. And, um, you know, it affects everybody. It affects first time buyers, anybody trying to move up. If there's no first time buyers, then the person with a home is not going to be able to sell it. Yeah. And, the, and the move up isn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, we've experienced uh, uh, more rentals now because of the cost. I mean, people have to live somewhere. Yep. And the, 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 uh, the current rate that people are getting for rentals, again, going back to my, my earlier days, you could get a, like a four bedroom house for what you're getting now for a two bedroom condo. Yeah. And, and, you know, demand and supply is everything. There's, there's a higher demand now because homes are expensive and mortgage rates are high. Yeah. Um, I think in the long term, being in the Toronto market is a good decision. Uh, you know, uh, certainly as, a, as someone who is a homeowner uh, and someone who wants to become a homeowner, because it's it's the center of the economic it's the economic engine of Toronto. There will always be um, businesses coming in. There will always be um, demand. Um, so I think this is the good market. Not that there are you know a, Canada isn't like the U.S. There aren't like you know forty top top markets. There's probably three or four top ones. Correct. But Toronto, yeah. the GTA seems to be one where consistently uh, it's a good place to be. Yeah. Uh, problem is for for people who who are looking for a place to live it can be murderous right now yeah, yeah. You know? so so i think you have to be optimistic i don't think there's another way to survive in 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 life or in business you have to be optimistic so i of course I'm you do that whatever we're going through now uh in december of 2022 somewhere in 23 will improve and, yeah. and when is an unknown what, what do you think what's your thought I think we've got a year ahead of us. Uh, I, I think we've got a tough time ahead of us. I don't think interest rates are uh, have topped out yet. I don't know whether you caught David. Uh, is it David Rosenberg? That the uh, I might have his surname incorrect. The the uh, the journo, the the Toronto journalist, the finance uh, journo. Uh, he spoke at the event where oh, we, I didn't see him uh, the week before last, uh, and he he thinks interest rates have got a little ways to go. Uh, and he thinks 23 is going to be a tough year. But I'm I'm interested in, I mean, we can't change that. Nobody listening to this show can change that. that it is what it is. Um, so where do, where do the opportunities lie in that? I, I think there's, a, there's, there's quite a few opportunities. Firstly, and you touched on rental before, um, rental demands at an all-time high because there are less properties to rent uh, and there are more people looking to rent because they can't afford to buy, they've made the decision not to buy or they're waiting or whatever. So mm -hmm. what a great opportunity for a real estate agent to offer an investment to a to a buyer to get in because the market will come back, whatever it is. I mean, if, you know, talk about buying in the dip, um, what does Warren Buffett say? Um uh, something, something about being greedy when others are not, and 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 being not when others are greedy. So, you know, now's a good time to 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 zig when everybody else is zagging. The other thing is that um, I really think there's uh, there a bit of a sleeper in in real estate and real estate success is carrying listings for too long on the market. Something doesn't need, and I don't care what anybody says, something does not to be need to be on the market for two or three or four months to sell. It's just, I think that in many cases, it's perhaps a lack of the agent's ability to sit down with the seller and give them the reasons why they need to be selling. And, and goodness, um, any agent who's listening to this could simply give a recording of this podcast to a potential seller to see that 
you know, consensus is dictating that regardless of where they live in the Western world, we're in for a flat time. So I think it's going to be a lot easier to sell a property in December 2022 than it is in March, April 2023, mm -hmm. because I think rates are going to be higher. We're going to be getting into another quarter. Um, and I think that there's going to be less kind of buyer demand. So now's the time to get a to get a property on the market and get it sold. Also, Howard, I mean, when you know, back to basics here, but when is a property more interesting? When's it more attractive? And it's in the first 10 days when it's on the market. So what's happening now is that a, a, a fresh new property with beautiful professional photos is hitting the market, uh, but it's so overpriced in the first 10 days because that seller's just hoping for somebody who's who's coming from a spaceship and is not aware of the, of, of the current ec economic uh, forces that will pay a crazy price. I'm the first to agree that buying real estate is an emotional decision. I think people buy on emotion and justify with logic every time. We see it every day. Um, but, you know, we need to be able to sit down with our sellers and say, you know, this we are in for a tough time. If you are serious about selling, then um, we, need to, we need to do some things. One of the things I love to do with, with many of the agents that I work with is we do a hit parade. So if they've got, I don't know, 20 listings on the market or let's say 30 listings on the market. And my rule of thumb is that if there's 30 listings, 30% of that or 10 of those listings will sell within within the following month. So my, my view on this or, or my idea is to be able to grade those 30 listings and give them a score out of 10 for motivation, those that really need to get sold and focus on those 10 and get them price ready, get get them get them match fit, get those prices where they need to be to get a result. Because the seller, I, I believe we've got a we've got a moral, ethical, and almost a legal obligation as real estate agents to get results for our clients. There's no point having it sit on the market. Something else happens when when we sell a property within reasonable days on market as well. Other sellers around can see that we are walking the talk. We're doing what we said we're going to do. We're not letting it sit there. So other sellers who want to get a result. We'll see it, and I think that's important. The other thing, and this is really important in the working day, week, month of a, of a real estate agent, is that we're not spending time. I think there's a hidden cost to keeping these listings on the market and always servicing it. If I'm worrying about four or five listings that I can't sell, it means coming back to your point of prospecting, it's, it, it, it's, it means that it's time that I can't look at prospecting. So um, long story short, I think now is a fabulous time to rediscover some of these some of these ideas, some of these tools, and we can apply almost a, a, you know, a digital agents and some of these digital assets and ideas towards solving a lot of these problems. So uh, I guess that's my pitch on that. Okay. Well, listen, you touched on what I always tell agents um, when I was meeting with agents is the most important thing is motivation. Yeah. Because if you have a motivated seller, um, and motivation is they have to sell, not they'd like to sell or, you know, they need they to sell, have to sell, yep. uh, moving away, moving to the city, uh, estate, um, uh, divorce, a real reason to sell. Then you have to be, as you said, you have to be the professional and you have to sit down and say, okay, this is what we're looking at. This is the market. Now you have to help them make a good decision. Uh, you're saying about, you know, you can price if someone prices it crazy. Uh, and they expect to find a buyer from a spaceship. I, I like to use the language as Mr. Seller. Uh, what you're what you're saying is you you want to find someone that's smart enough to have a million dollars, but dumb enough not to shop around. Yeah, 
because that's that's what they're. <laughs> I like that. Right. So I think at the end of the day, we're both on the same. We're exactly the same. You've got to have motivated sellers, but the thing then becomes you have to communicate to them in a way that that you're helping them make a good decision. Yeah. So let me turn it over back to you in terms of best agents and how and how you can help agents who who want to succeed, but may, maybe they just don't know where to get the tools. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I really worship at the altar of lots of contacts um, because I've seen and I've said it on my show um, and on other shows where I've been a guest many times. If you give me a list of agents, um, I can tell you their income based on the number of contacts that they a have and b keep in touch with. So that's not that's not a really outrageous concept. That's not a new idea. Um, mm-hmm. If I've got a thousand contacts, I'm not going to be doing anywhere near as well as the agent that's got five thousand or ten thousand contacts. And hey, unless you live in a tiny town, and that's a different story. But we've got the technology now. We can buy it for cents in the dollar where we, can, where, we can, where we can look after tens of thousands of people and provide amazing follow-up. Um, so that kind of ties into my book, uh, recent book, Real Estate Funnels, where we attract, nurture, and then convert contacts coming through the funnel. So I think it's a great time to be really making sure, setting up your funnel. If you're not as busy prospecting or, or listing or, or selling, and things are a little bit quieter, what a great time to to set up your engine uh, and get things going. The other thing I think as well is that, you know, I see a lot of these companies that are out there selling leads and offering leads and creating leads. I think the agents can be doing that. We've got the technology and the know-how now. Um, we've got these amazing platforms like YouTube, which is which is free. I mean, we could we can run an ad and put it on Facebook, but in 10 days it's gone. On YouTube, it's just starting to gather momentum. If it's if it's relative and current and it really means something to the people that might watch it and it's going to be coming up in a search, um, agents everywhere are starting to discover this and it's really exciting. So a good YouTube channel is just simply another feeder for your funnel that's going to bring in this traffic and help you start to um, have more people to talk to. So um, I'm a big advocate where I think all of all of this is leading and, and there's no reason why it can't be happening um, on a broader scale now is seller leads on autopilot because it's just simply a matter of setting these things up with these different with these different uh, platforms and formats and media, et cetera, and having these things in place and doing what you need to do to, to make sure these, you know, you're getting leads while you sleep. Because uh, again, you touched on it before, prospecting is such an important part of real estate, if we can move towards automating a lot of these leads coming through and then nurturing them as we come through and levering the technology to do that, I mean, that does not excuse us from jumping on the phone and going, oh, hi, Mr. Drew Kash, I'm just wondering how things are going. It doesn't excuse us from that. But at least we've got Mr. Drew Kash to talk to in the first place. So you know, I think that's the missing thing. We're, again, we're on the same, totally same wavelength. Uh, when people, when I was selling and people asked me, you know, what do you do as a real estate agent? I would say, you know, every day I, I prospect for more business and, and some weeks I get paid more than other. Yep. The job is prospecting and, and, and the tools have changed. I mean, I used to, I used to put things in envelopes and take, take them to the post office. You can't yep. do 5,000 of those, you know, as easy as click. And you've yeah. got 5,000. Yeah. So the technology is there for agents that want to learn about it and use it. Um, and the rest of being an agent is, you know, there's so many variables. But the point is, the tools are there. Um, 
and the agent just has to make the decision to use them. It's not that complicated. No, right? no. You know, it's, it's not, this isn't a business of personality, which is people think it's all about personality or the way you dress or the car you drive. It isn't. It's about knowing your business, uh, being ethical in the way you deal with people. And ultimately, the whole idea of being a real estate agent is get referrals. Everything you do is so that someone will say, hey, you know, Ray Wood was a great agent for me. That's what you're doing. You're working towards getting referrals. So you have the tools, you know, as you were saying, you, you, you can show people, these are all the things I do to help you as a seller. Uh, they can tell their, their uh, contacts. These are all the things Ray did for me. That's going to be really important to getting business versus you know, uh, um, you know, any other, any other reason to, to choose an agent, like yeah. sellers are, are really sophisticated now. Everything is, you know, everything is out there for them to learn about. Yeah. So the days where, you know, they didn't know what an agent did or how things work long gone. So now as an agent, you have to provide value. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. And, and the other, I couldn't agree more how the, the other thing is that, um, I think agents, uh, uh don't spend enough time focusing on the one idea. They'll start with something and they'll get a newsletter out and that may or may not work. Um, then they'll try something else. Then they'll try something with Facebook or then Instagram or then they'll do a series of videos and then another flyer drop. Um, I think you just need to have two or three things or, and do it really, really well. I know agents that just focus on one thing and they can put all of their time into that and that will kind of fill their funnel and give them people to talk to. I mean, there's probably agents listening to this right at the moment that don't have a listing and are not sure where the next listing is coming from, which it should not be, that should not, unless you've just started and you're in your first week, that shouldn't be something that's happening because you should have this pool, this bucket of contacts of names that you can go back to and talk to and engage with and be on the front foot, you know, offering them stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, and you you mentioned you mentioned 1990 before. My brother and I had just started a business in in Inner Melbourne 1990, and it was the end of the, uh, it was right at the start of January 1990. It was the end of a, end of a fairly um fairly spectacular boom in in real estate in in Australia and in Canada, um in in many places, um and. We, uh, you know, listings were falling out of the sky. We didn't have to work too hard. We have some. We had something of a database, but what I did was I created a list of local contacts and tradespeople and contractors and and uh, and professionals that I knew of that I used or people had referred to me, and I made this list. I had seventy five or eighty names on it at one point, and this was a list that I used everywhere and it was a fabulous list for generating leads so i'd print the list off and it would have you know bill smith he'd be a plumber it'd be his contact details and a little note underneath it and i'd give that list out to people but i'd also give it to everybody who was on that list every month or 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 every quarter but i gave it to them regularly so they knew what was going on inside of inside of uh, inside of my world and they you know the law of, the law of reciprocity i guess um, they knew that i was out there pitching for them because everybody's looking for a business for business okay. everybody's looking for for new contacts and stuff and that worked very very well the other thing that i really did was i focused on my farm on a specific area and i got to know intimately all the property details 
in in that area. I set alerts so uh, when anything came on the market from one of my competitors, I was always hyper aware that that was going on. Um, and they were two rock solid ideas that I'd suggest to anybody who's looking for extra business at the moment to jump in and start using. One of the things you 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 said that you, you kind of passed on was about where you phone and say, you know, hi, I'm I'm Ray Wood. I think people have to recognize that the uh, technology is helpful. Yeah. But honestly, if if you've got a client and you know they're a big fan of the Raptors, you got to call them and say, what do you think of the Raptors this mm-hmm. year? You don't, yeah. don't even talk real estate. Yeah. You just stay in touch. The list, of course, is a great idea. Everybody on that list is thinking, wow, Ray, Ray Wood's trying to get me business. <clears throat> and somebody says, hey, I'm thinking for an ag- looking for an agent. I got this great agent, Ray Wood, right? So these are, and, and farming, I mean, I, <clears throat> excuse me, farming was mo- also my way of building my career. Um, yeah. and, and I tell people, it's not, it's not you're going to get business uh, first day. You're not even no. going to get business necessarily the first year. But you have to work at it every day like it's your job. And, you know, you go through and uh, I and things again, things are probably not so different. I give out a notepad or, or something where I just introduce myself. And so the first year, I'm just another guy knocking on the door and it got nothing out of it. But if you're consistent and I, and I did a newsletter, I did things and they know they've seen your face, then the homeowners will talk to you. And to your point, you have to know what's going on. You have to know what's listed, what's because they're going to be asking, what was what did this sell for? What's yeah. this listed for? Yeah. So then they begin to feel, okay, you know, this guy seems to know the area. And then where it pays off is when they tell you when somebody in the in the farm area is thinking of selling. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm completely like you. All those things are really good tools. Yeah. Long term. Um, what one of one of the things that uh, that and that triggered my memory talking about 1990s and and this came out of that, and I often thought, um, and it actually happened after we sold a property for a for a uh, for a, a marketing executive, an advertising agency guy, um, and uh, and we got a great result. It was in a, it was 90, 92, I remember, and and we got a pretty good result for this guy. It was in a higher price bracket. And uh, and he and his wife uh, said to me after the sale, he said, "You know what? You you guys did a really good job. If there's anything that I can ever do for you, you know, let me know." And I said, "You know, uh, this guy's name, name was David, not David Ogilvy. He's a bit before my bit before my time, but this guy's name was David." And I said, "David, that's a really generous offer. Yes, I, I you know I'd be up for any tips." He said, "All right, I'll I'll be in touch." So. It might have been a few days or a few weeks later. I don't remember. But he called me and he said, we've got our chief creative guy coming down from Sydney. I'd love you to meet him and tell him your story about your agency. And I'll tell him a little bit about what you did for me, etc. So we sat down and had a chat. And um, he said to me, what's different about your business? And I said, well... I'm a fourth generation real estate agent. My brother and I are pretty good auctioneers. We're pretty good at marketing. We're pretty good at presenting property. Um, we, we're, you know, we've got a good following, got great relationships with our sellers and buyers, et cetera. And he said, that's all really good, but it's not, a, not really unique. There's nothing unique or compelling about that. He said, one of your competitors or all of your competitors could probably say the same thing. And he said, uh, I've been talking with David, who was your client, and um, I think we've got something for you. And I, I was all ears at this point. And I said, uh, um, what do you mean? What, you know, what, what is it? Um, and he said, well, you got such a good result for, for David and, uh, and his wife. And um, 
he said, I was thinking there's really no recommended retail price on real estate. What you guys did was, you, you know, you manipulated the, the, the situation to really help your client and get them an exceptional result. Your marketing was good. You showed them how you could present better. You staged the home beautifully. You even looked at paint colours in the rooms. Uh, you did the twilight inspections. Your photography was state-of-the-art. So all of these things. So out of that became my USP. I wrote a book called How to Sell Your Home for More, and I explained it. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's super important that agents have something that sets them aside a little mm. bit at the moment. I focused on price because I love, you know, the beautiful thing about real estate, my goodness, you know, what else is there in the world that we need every day um, that actually, that we can own that actually appreciates in value? There's nothing. Real estate's out there by itself. So, you know, even in a tough market, I think that we can show our sellers how they can produce a better result or how they can achieve a better result. Um, when a property is on the market, the enemy are the other homes for sale in the same price range, really, aren't they? So how mm -hmm. do we set our listings apart? How do we stand out in the crowd? And nowadays, when everything is so visual with Facebook and Insta and YouTube and the real estate portals, we're judged. I mean, you and I do it every day. I'm sure I do. I'll judge an agent by the way they present a property, the angle of the photo, their copy, that sort of thing. So every time that we market a property, we're really marketing ourselves, aren't we? Because we're on display and we're, and we're kind of leading by example. So it's all the more reason to make sure that all of our listings look fabulous. If things aren't working, we need to switch them around. Uh, if copy's not working, it needs to be changed. If you're getting a lot of individual visits, and, and we can all access our, our, the number of uh, visits that we're getting online now, if we're getting a lot of visits and they're not converting to, to, to you know, in-person uh, viewings or even offers, we've got an issue with price. It can only be with price. So I was speaking with an agent the other day uh, in, in WA, in, in Perth, and he said, Ray, I've, I've just there's just not no, no buyers around. I said, "What do you mean there's no buyers around? There's got to be buyers. Are they are they outlawed?" He said, "No, nobody's buying." And I said, "Well, give me an example. What 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 you know? One of your listings." He, and he talked about a property that he had on the market for for over I think it was one point one or something. And I said, "What what's that property worth?" And he said, "It's probably worth around the nine early nine hundreds. It's just a bit heavy." And I said, "Okay, if that property was on the market for seven hundred would you have any offers? And he said, I could sell it this afternoon. And I said, well, buyers are not your problem. There's plenty of buyers there. It's a matter of adjusting with, with prices. And we've mm. probably gone full circle with this, but I know there'd be a lot of agents who are, list, who are listening to this that are frustrated because they've got sellers, and we talked about motivation. They've got sellers there who probably are a nine or 10 on the motivation Richter scale. They need to get sold. But the agents, for whatever reason, haven't had the success with sitting down and having that seller understand that they need to make their price uh, more competitive to start getting the traffic. So that's a Listen, roundabout way of, of answering Ray, we that. could go on all night because we both know we both know the business from having survived. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, what's the greatest success in real estate? Surviving. Yep. And your 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 skill set is to help agents survive, right? Yep. This is what it's all about. You know, you could continue to have been an agent, but I, you know, I give you credit for coming up with a tool or tools, ideas that people could take decades to figure out. Now they can yeah. just come along and take advantage of your skill set. So, uh, listen, I, I know you're busy, and I, I have uh, something I have to head back to, but I wanted to, you know, get together with you today. Um, 
Is there any closing thoughts that you or I could share with your audience? Um, I, I'm just, I'm just big on, like I said, uh, coming to terms with with your list, and and we all have the same number of hours in the day. I think right. getting on the phone and 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 speaking to people. I think one of the biggest challenges for for real estate, uh, for a lot of real estate agents, is knowing what to do next. Where's the low hanging fruit? How do we make this work? How do we get a result? Um, Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute blast. Lovely to meet meet you. Um, let's keep in touch. I'm going to Absolutely. I'm going to include all of your contact points here. Um, okay. And Howard uh, at rideathomerealty.com. And guys, you've got to check out Howard's podcast. It's an awesome show. There's a lot of fabulous content there. It's real estate with Howard Drewcash.com. And I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Thank you, sir. Okay. And and Ray, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, the best way for me is probably Ray at Best Agents Inc. Inc. dot com, or okay. they can track me down through Jiggler or just do a search in Facebook. Ray Wood Best Agents. Okay, absolute pleasure. I'm sure we'll do it again. So thank you, Ray. Thanks for the reverse plug, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> we're both we're both in the same business. We are. We are. Thanks for your time. Bye now. All right. Take care.